This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Well, I want to encourage you tonight to get your Bibles out. This is going to be a lengthy Bible study, <laughs> as it always is in the year, the word of the year. The title of my message is Word of the Year 2018. And uh, so I'd, I'd like to get right into it and uh, take notes. Uh, of course, this will be made available for all of you and all of our churches. But I believe it's a significant year that we are entering into and already have begun to see fruit of what God has desired for us, what God is doing. So I have eight points that we have to get through because it's the year 5778. Eight is an amazing number, and we're going to get into that in a minute. But let's start with point number one. The Holy Spirit is sending an outpouring of his anointing. Many of you and many people have felt like their anointing had lifted. Their anointing was gone. You've been through tests. You've been through trials. God has been working on cutting off things from your past and from your flesh. And although you've got through it now, you're through the worst of it, but your experience has left you feeling dry, uninspired. But Romans says this. Romans 5 and verse 20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did that much more abound. I want you to know something, that whatever God has worked inside of your heart in this season, whatever has been cut off in the year 5777, the year of Ain, I want you to, I want to promise you something, that God is going to restore it all in 5778. This is a new year. It's a new day. God has already begun to pour out the first drops of his refreshing. And you'll quickly find yourself under a deluge of healing rain. If you'll believe him for it. If you'll believe him for it. Joel chapter 2 verse 23 says, Be glad then you children of Zion and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully and he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Guys, I'm going to tell you something. January is going to be an amazing rainy season. January is going to be a, an amazing spiritual rainy season. Former and latter rain is coming in Jesus' name. It's almost like a double blessing, a double outpouring that we're going to experience in this season. The anointing and inspiration that has been stolen from you is now going to be restored to you double. Many inspired ideas will be needed in this season. But it's different. It's a different season. You cannot continue as you've continued before. We need to be aware of our need for one another. This is a year where community is going to play an important part in your life. God will speak once and you'll hear his voice speaking twice. The ability to prophesy will be twice as much as in recent seasons. Make every attempt to be a prophetic person. Supernatural encounters will increase as you live for others and are looking to meet the needs of others. You want to walk in the supernatural? Stop thinking about your stuff. 
Start walking and believing for others. Let me tell you something. There'll be enough for you to have for everyone else, and you'll be abundantly blessed. You keep living for yourself, it's going to dry up. The well will dry up. We are not dead. We are not even sleeping. We have been in a time of God, cutting things out of our hearts and our lives, but he has also used it as a time of resting and healing. And now your spirit is going to roar back to life in ways that you've never seen before. It's important to put a demand on God, however, for him to flow through you. See, many people don't put demands on God to flow through them. They put demands on God to flow to them. God wants you to put a demand on him to flow through you. This requires for you to be available to others. This requires for you to be outward looking and willing to be used by God. The anointing works like a pump. You have to prime the pump in order for it to produce flow. If you have lost your flow, go ahead and prime your pump. Specifically, find a need in someone and then put a demand on the Holy Spirit to fill you with his anointing in order to meet the need of another. And then begin to flow in obedience. If you exercise your faith to put a demand on God, you will find him ready and willing and eager to draw alongside you to help you. You can partake of the former rain and the latter rain. Number two, five, seven, seven, eight will be a year to exercise governmental authority. This year is a part of the season of Ain. This started in 5770 and will end in 5780. It is a 10-year window, and I've spoken about this before. And this year has very special indicators for us, and they're here to guide us. The 70s, or the Ain of the sword, the sword of the Lord, last year the sword of the crown king, uh, we emphasized the sword. This year, we must be willing to engage the second half of Psalm 149, verses 6 through 9, which says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the nations and punishments on the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This Honor, have all his saints praise the Lord. Amen. As sons and daughters of God, you have the honor of joining the people of God to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment upon the peoples. To bind kings with chains and nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon all nations the the, the, and peoples the written will of God. Now that's important. The written will of God. In 5778, it will become increasingly important for you to use the authority that God has given you to see God's will carried out in the, this, in the sphere that he's given you to operate in, and in the world. Some of you have not stepped up to the plate yet. 
But God is about to cause an anointing to come that you'll be able to step up and your voice will be heard. You will be able to execute judgment in a way that will bring glory and honor to his name. This is why we will be training ourselves in how to pray in the courtrooms of heaven so that we can enter into the courts of heaven and exact the judgments that must be pronounced in order for the Holy Spirit to do his work in the earth and in our lives. That's one of the reasons that we're bringing uh, Robert Henderson for our action conference this year. Robert Henderson will be at action to teach us how to operate in the courts of heaven to begin to bring these judgments to pass in the earth. God has been doing this. He's prepared you for it. Now, authority is always exercised in two ways. Number one, by letting the high praises of God be in your mouth and by wielding the two-edged sword, which is God's word. For decades, God has been renewing his people's understanding of how important it is to confess the word of God out loud, to have a confession of faith. By this point, Mature believers should be well-versed on how to do this by now. Amen? We have, we, we, you should all know how to speak the word of God with power. But it is time to take very purposeful action in this area right now. All around the globe right now, there are situations which need governmental interception by God. There are situations that need God to intervene. For example, the situation in Libya stands out to me as one of the most important challenges that God has on the African continent. And it needs to be addressed. And it needs African people that will address it, not only naturally, but in the spirit first. We, need, we must get this in the spirit realm. We need God's intervention right here in Zimbabwe. Every street corner has a beggar. And we still have 85 to 90% unemployment. Although the sword has fallen in Zimbabwe, God still wants to restore governmental authority. That's God's governmental and moral authority in the land. Amen. I want you to think of the impact that God's word could have. Think of the impact it could have upon your own state of mind. If you really spoke God's word and really had governmental authority over the way you think. How about over our marriages? for our families, or for our finances. If we really spoke God's word over our finances, how about over our government and the government of our, where our churches and fellow Zimbabweans have chosen to live? You know, there's Zimbabweans all over the world. There are believers. There, there are celebration members everywhere in the world that could begin to speak if they had this revelation and would act upon it and change governmental situations in the earth. What about the lost? If we began to speak governmental authority over the powers of darkness that hold people in bondage that are lost, and some of the unreached people groups that are still without the gospel of Jesus Christ, I am strongly encouraging you, every believer this year, to set aside 10 to 15 minutes daily to praise God and to confess his word out loud. Confess his word over your life, over the people that you've, been, you've chosen to build community with. See, you can't just have people in church and not know them. You build community with them. You, you speak over each other's lives. You speak into each other. You prophesy. You do life together. 
And of course, speak over your family, your business, the world situations that concern you. As you do this, you'll be exercising governmental authority. The governmental authority that God gave you as his child. And you will see dramatic results. Isaiah 55 says it this way, verses 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper the thing for which I send it. You know, I've said it many times before that God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth. God needs a vehicle to speak his word into the atmosphere, speak his word into situations. Not just arbitrary words, inspired words, words out of praise, words in spirit and in truth. God looks for such a people. Number three, our intimacy with God will produce visible results this year. You know, many people have been sowing and sowing into the secret place of intimacy with God. For some, it seems that we've been doing so, and this has not really seen the, any of the promised results that, that we've desired or that it seemed that God promised. In spite of this, we have been faithful out of a true love for God. We have had pure hearts and clean hands. Some feel like they have not seen the results they have been hoping for, to see manifested in their life. But God's word provides many great and excellent promises about how he will pour out blessing on you and those you are blessing and building community with if you diligently seek it, if you'll diligently seek him. Some have felt like David who said in Psalm 13, he says, How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? I've got good news for you. Because our faith has not wavered, even though we've wondered about some of those things. 5778 is God's answer for you. It's a year of Joshua's and Caleb's. And we've already begun to see in the nation of Zimbabwe and in other nations of the world a return to a new kind of leadership, a cleaning of house, a restructuring of government. Something is happening, my friends. And Psalm 12, verse 5 says, For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety for which he yearns. God's going to set us, set, he's going to set the poor and the needy in the safety for which they yearn. See, many forget, many forget that Joshua lingered at the door of the tent of meeting. In the presence of God. For those of you who have not departed from his ways or from seeking his face. And have kept him in his presence as the center of your love. Like Joshua, many are about to be elevated. About to be elevated. 
as we, like Joshua, have made serving him by serving his people and by serving our community our highest desire, we are about to see the manifestation of many promises that God has spoken to us, not only individually, but as a church and as a spiritual community. Things he has been whispering in your ear will soon be visible for all to see. God will put a fear of the Lord on all those people around you, and they will tremble as you begin to approach. Joshua 5.1 says, So it was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over, that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of God, the children of Israel. This is the year of Joshua's. Oh, of course, don't get me wrong. God hasn't stopped with the Daniels, and God hasn't stopped with the Josephs and the Deborahs and the Esthers. God's still raising those up from last year and will continue to do so. These don't quit in one season and raise up in another. There's still Cyruses that God's raised up. And God, and there'll be men that God will put his anointing on to change things by the hand of God because the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he turns it wherever he wants. But I want you to expect to see an increase in the activity of the Holy Spirit. Desire for him to work miracles through you and on behalf of others this year. Not just for you, through you. This is a year of through flow. Expect his anointing to rest on you. Expect supernatural paving of the way in every situation that you encounter. Expect angels to intervene on your behalf and on behalf of those that you're ministering to, praying for and building community with. 5778 this year will usher in a culmination of many long-awaited promises. It is a year that opens New season, a new season of healing, wholeness, and freedom. It's a new era of taking territory for the king and of establishing his influence and his government on the earth. Of course, the key for us all is to exercise our faith, to do what he is asking us to do on behalf of others. Lead the change and be prepared to move forward into the promised land with God. You see, I want you to see this. Write this down. It is not about the kingdom coming into my sphere, but me taking my rightful place in my sphere representing the kingdom. We've had it backwards. We've been thinking, God, come and build your kingdom. No, God says, no, you take your place and I'll build my kingdom through you. That is a key word this year. Number four. The year 5778 is the year to see the wall of opposition and receive breakthrough. This is very critical this year. This is part of the crux of what we're doing. The Hebrew year of 5778 will be a pivotal year within the 10-year window of Ain. That is 70, the 70s. As this culminates in the year 2020, I believe it points to a restoration of prophetic 2020 vision. 
back to the body of Christ. God has been preparing you. You're seeing clearer and clearer. There's revelation knowledge. We've heard so much. God is beginning to give vision back to his people. From the year 2010 to the year 2020, there is a 10-year window of restoration. He is increasing our spiritual eyesight to see the wall of opposition to bring breakthrough and unity in his body and to position us for a great harvest. This year he'll show us the open doors in the walls of opposition. Paul asked for prayer. Here's what he said. He said in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 9, pray for me for a great and effectual door has been opened unto me. But there are many adversaries. Many adversaries. So it is with you and I. Let me tell you something. Every time God opens a door, you have to know that sin lies at the door, crouching. You have to know that adversaries don't want you to go through that door. There is resistance from God's adversaries, your adversaries. The sword of 5777, 5777, the sword will continue to break through, will continue to cut down walls that divide us and divide his body throughout 5778. The sword of the Spirit will cut through veils that have caused his people to be blinded to the seeds of division that had been planted amongst us that the enemy had sown. How many of you know he sowed the wheat and the tares at the same time? But we've been blinded to that sometimes. And we think every, we, we, we can't discern, but God's going to give us eyes to see. The demonic spirit of division against his body and the destiny of this nation is in direct opposition to the great awakening that must come through unity that can only come in the body of Christ coming together in a powerful way. Ephesians 2, verses 14 and 15. For he is our peace who has been made both one. Who, excuse me. Who has, who has made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. For to make in himself of two one new man making peace. Now, I know this speaks primarily of the wall of partition between the Jew and the Gentile. I understand that. But I believe it is safe to say that his death on the cross of Calvary brought us all into the unity of the Father through the Son. I understand this, that the peace was accomplished on the cross through the flesh of our Messiah being crucified. And the revelation of true unity can only come as you and I, as all of us that are believers, come into unity with Jesus first. That means we must share in his suffering. That must, means that we must understand that we too, as he died on the cross, must take up our cross and be willing to die on our cross. This year, binding and loosing are going to be very powerful in your life. Binding and loosing are legal terms, meaning to Unlock or lock, forbid or to allow, to make legal or illegal. The blood of Jesus has reconciled the enmity between us and God, as well as between each other. And he's made the wall that divides us illegal in the government of God, in the government of his kingdom. As 
you and I, as believers, as we choose to identify with and lay down our lives in union with his death, we will begin to find the grace to break division and enmity between us and to walk in unity as his one new man in peace. This year is a year of God to open our eyes. Not just to show us what divides us. Not so we just see what divides us in the body of Christ. But also to receive grace to die to the mindsets that keep us apart. Last year we saw the beginning of this with the stadium worship program. Stadium worship was churches that have not come together in years from every sector of society. We'll be doing that again this year. We believe that God has told us. And already there's a groundswell. Nobody gets the credit. We all die to ourselves and we lift up the one. His name is Jesus. You see, Messiah, Jesus, is our peace. He is our peace, which simply means this. He brings the ability for us to be healed and reconciled within ourselves so that we can be unified with him and be unified and healed and reconciled with each other. You know, we're going to need each other in the days and the years that are coming. There's going to be great darkness on the earth, gross darkness on the peoples. But that's when he said, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is upon you. But we need each other. You don't arise by yourself. You arise with each other. Number five, the peacemakers are coming. Peacemakers are coming. In this year, there will be an increasing number of peacemakers coming on the scene. You see, many saints have grown. Many of you are maturing. You've come to identify with the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus. And you've done so to a degree that the nature of the Prince of Peace has begun to manifest in your life. Just as Jesus became our peace and destroyed the middle wall of partition between Jew and Gentile, many of these sons and daughters who God has been maturing and growing will manifest government, governmental authority, and the nature of the Prince of Peace to loose the reality of unity to the body of Christ. I believe there are many of us inside of this movement that will be used to build those bridges and be peacemakers. Peacemaking sons and daughters of God. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons or the children of God. I believe that we're going to see sons, children of God in this church. 2 Corinthians 4.10 says, Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Can I tell you something? There comes in a peacemaker a time when they learn how to die. They die to themselves. They die to their will. They die to their purpose. They die to their ministry. They die to their calling. 
they die like Jesus died. Unless a seed, a grain of wheat, falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. Let me tell you something. But when you die, you begin to be raised up. And you begin to be raised up as ambassadors. And as ambassadors, we no longer live for ourselves. But we manifest the standard of the Son of God, both in the body of Christ and to the world. Those who take their roles as ambassadors will carry about in their body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a dying to self and a living to others in order to bring his purposes and his kingdom on earth. Number six, this is a year of breaking down language barriers. I'm not talking about Shona and the belly in English. You see, Jesus spoke to the crowds that followed him in parables. Yet, to his disciples, he revealed and unveiled the meaning to them. Mark 4.34, he talked to them. He says, hey, they don't get to see, but you do. He says, I make it known to you. You see, there was a language barrier between the crowd and Jesus. One of the words for parables or dark sayings in Hebrew is the word chida, C-H-I-Y-D-A-H. It means a parable, a proverb, or riddle that must be understood and answered. Numbers 12 verse 8 says, With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches. And the similitude of the Lord shall he behold, wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Well, the root to Chiada, uh, or, or uh, yeah, Chiada, uh, there's two Hebrew letters, and these are very important this year. Chet, which means wall, and Dalit, which means door. When we combine these meetings, we get the wall door, the wall door, which means the wall is the language barrier, and when we when the parable is understood, one passes through the door and the two are united. Numbers 12, verses 6 to 8 said, and He said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so. Who is faithful in all my house? With him I will speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches, and in the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? You see, here's what God's describing. God's describing ways in which he speaks to his people. He says he speaks to us through his prophets. He makes himself known through the prophets, through dreams, through visions, through his word, through parables, dark sayings, and face to face. I believe that we've had an error in the body of Christ. I think there's been an error throughout the world that we put too much emphasis on prophets, too much emphasis on the fivefold ministry gifts. Not that they're wrong. God raised those. God gave those gifts to men. But the gifts themselves began to be lifted up and put in a wrong perspective. And God is going to change that in this year. Prophetically, I believe he's bringing us from dreams and visions and prophets and parables to being fully awake and spiritually alert, being able to speak to God face to face. 
God's desire has always been for us to get to know him personally, to go into his courtroom and to have face-to-face contact with him. When you pass through the wall of Chieda, it forms the word ikad, E-C-H-A-D, which is to be one or to be in union with God. There's no more barrier. There's no more, there's an open door into his presence. Doesn't he say that? He says, come boldly before the throne of grace to find help in time of need. Behold, and he's talking to the church. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Open wide your heart that I may come in. God God wants us to come into his presence. He wants to come into our presence. He doesn't want a wall between us. He doesn't want a door between us. The language barrier that has resulted from God's people being asleep is about to be removed as they become awakened and come into face-to-face encounters with God in the Holy of Holies. Number seven. This year, hidden manna is being revealed to the overcomer. Now, this is a little more difficult to understand. The number 78 is significant in many ways this coming year. The Hebrew letter has a numeric value that reveals hidden truth for his people. The number 78 is the same value for the Hebrew word bread, lechem, L-E-C-H-E-M, lechem. The Lord is about to give hidden manna to those who overcome the doctrine of Balaam and the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Now, you'll find that in the book of Revelations 2, verses 12 through 17. And I want you to read that. In fact, let's just read it here. It says, And to the angel of the church of Pergamos write, These things saith he which has the sharp sword with two edges. There's the sword again, okay? I know your works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seed is, and thou holdest fast my name and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against thee, because you have there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit fornication or adulteries. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth, saving he that receives it. There's a hidden manna, folks. At the introduction of each letter of the seven churches in the book of Revelations, Jesus is described in a different fashion, which includes how he manifested to that church. He comes to the church at Pergamum as he who has the sharp sword with two edges. If the Pergamum church did not overcome the stumbling block of the doctrine of Balaam, What is the doctrine of Balaam? It's the doctrine of compromise and of worship of idols and of sexual immorality. And the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. What is that? It's the suppression of the laity from coming into maturity. It was the clergy being so powerful that they would never raise up the laity. They put on a hierarchical 
God hates hierarchy. God wants us to be your servants. And this year we will serve you. We have served you. But even more humbly now, it's time for you to do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. He said if, you, if we wouldn't overcome those two errors, those doctrinal errors, then he would fight against us with the word of his mouth, or the sword of his mouth. I believe that apostolic ministries will begin to increase out of God's desire to see his body mature and remove compromise. And these will increase out of our community together. And I think this is primary. You see, I want you to know something. Unless you have community, you can't speak into someone's life. I can't run to you and say, and correct you, or I have to have relationship with you to do that. You've got to open your heart to do that. You can't be changed. You don't get places without somebody pulling you up anywhere in the world. Nobody goes on their own. You will not make it on your own. You have to have somebody to pull you up. No man, the Bible says, takes this honor upon himself. It's time for us to move out of transactional attitudes into relational positions, relationships. And we need genuine love. We need real fellowship. We need relationships that have heart to them. And we need to labor together. Number eight. We need to see through the wall and expose what divides us from him and build on strong foundations. Ezekiel 8, verses 7 and 8. So he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, there was a hole in the wall. Then he said to me, son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. There was a door. Obviously, there had been a door. It had been plastered over. And he saw, and he dug, and God said, dig it out. Dig out your doors. Some of you don't even know there's a door. They've been plastered over. They've been plastered over with all kinds of things. We have entered into a year of the exposure of compromise. This started to be expo exposed last year with the sword of 5777. This exposure is redemptive in purpose. So that the stumbling blocks in our lives and in the corporate body of Christ and in the world can be removed as we enter into a new era of his glory. The number eight will be significant this year. And the body of Christ will begin to break through walls and veils to see new things. There will be a relationship in the praise and worship area. I believe that we're going to see... I can't call them anything but worship warriors. And I liken them unto King David. And they'll begin to disclose secrets and mysteries because they've broken through the wall to understand God's heart. They will release a new sound from the harps that will cause God's people to vibrate on the same frequency as God himself. And they'll begin to create a beautiful symphony in the spirit. This sound, will drive, this sound will begin to drive out unclean spirits that keep God's people in bondage. Just as David played the harp and brought peace to Saul by driving out the spirit of fear, worship warriors will release sounds of his love to drive out the spirit of fear upon this generation and expand the people's capacity to receive the life that God promised them. Other significant words this year with the value of 7878 
are Chanak and Mabul. Chanak simply means to dedicate, to train, to disciple, and initiate someone into something new. It's used in Proverbs regarding training up a child in the way that he should go. So that when he's old, he'll not depart from it. God wants to put a new emphasis on discipleship, training, putting the content together to really ground and found and give foundation to people. The word mabul is the word for flood. It's used in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 17, which was the Noah flood, the flood of Noah, where God flooded the whole earth. And it simply means this. It means to cleanse the earth of wickedness. To cleanse the earth of the wicked. We're coming into a season of revival where the outpouring of his spirit will cleanse his body and begin to initiate us into new places. New places of revelatory truth. New places that have never been seen before. We're going to enter into places that he's going to unveil his word to us. We're going to see and he's going to teach us. There'll be discipleship. The keys to your success this year are relationships. These relationships take, bless, take, take place best through cells. Getting into cell groups. Why? What's a cell group? It's, it's not something we have you do just to take up time on the week. No, it's so that you can begin to really build heart-to-heart relationships. This is where we build community. And if you're not in a cell group, you need to find another way to get with the brothers and sisters in the body of Christ to build real community. Getting closer so that we can reach further. That's what God wants. Prayer conference this year. We have Henry Palau coming from Malaysia. Action conference. We have Robert Henderson coming to teach us how to pray in the courts of heaven. Citywide movement will take place with stadium worship. We'll bring all the pastors together on that level. Last year was such a success. Nobody took the glory. Nobody took the credit. Nobody will do it again this year. It will be all churches serving one Jesus, one head, one body, in one communion, in one faith, with one heart of worship on one night. In conclusion, for the past eight years, we've been in a yin, a yin, which is the 16th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. 16 or 1 plus 6 equals 7, which we get the numeric value of 70. That's why we get the sword of the Lord. It's that season that we're in. 570, 571, 576, 577, now 578. A-N speaks of the eye. A-N speaks of the eye. It means to see. Of course, with A-N, there's two prongs. So you can have the evil eye or the good eye. What determines whether you see with an evil eye or a good eye? Your will. The will of man. You choose. Today I put before you blessing and cursing. Today I put before you life and death. How will you see it? You choose. Choose life. Choose to see the good. Choose to speak blessing. Choose to speak life. Esoterically, well, A.N. speaks of the eye. It speaks of seeing. It speaks of tears of water in the eye. And esoterically, it speaks of the spiritual eye. Being able to see in the spirit realm. The gift of prophetic sight, insight, and foresight. The seer, if you will. The 16th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Ain. 
and I showed you what it looks like. Chet is the eighth letter of the Hebrew alphabet with a numeric value of eight. Chet means life, living, wisdom, grace, ascent in grace. It speaks of community. The physiological aspect of Chet correlates with the chest or the breast area. If you look up there, you'll see that Zayin is the crowned man with the sword of the spirit, with the Vav, which is man, and they're yoked together. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, for it is easy. Learn of me. He says, but it's about doing it as community. How many of you know you can't be yoked together by yourself? A yoke ties two oxen together. Jesus is the oxen he wants you to be yoked with. Your brother is the oxen he wants you to be yoked with. God wants us to go together. He doesn't want us to go it alone. This year, you cannot go it alone. You must open your hearts and go together. It speaks of the breast area. Where does the yoke rest? It rests over the yoke. That's where the animal pulls from. That's where we pull from. Heart to heart. Heart to heart. This is heart stuff. This is community stuff. Wisdom, grace, and heart. And it's all about living. This is the year to live life and live it big. Now let me just give you a few things that I see that I believe that you need to hear. The year 5778, Ayin, Chet, I, and life will be a year where your eyes will be filled with tears, tears of joy due to the grace and the favor that God has extended towards you. The weeping that has endured for many nights will be transformed into tears of joy for many mornings. It's a day of new days. It's a day of new beginnings. Amen? Hallelujah. Ayin. The uncommon favor of God and man will begin to chase after you. And God will locate you. I know you keep saying you're trying to find God, but God has your address. God will find you. You will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You will see your way more clearly. The fog mist will be removed and you'll see God's plan this year for your life. The eye of your spirit will become open and you'll behold the glories of the almighty God. A greater level of the prophetic will be released upon you and you'll need to be willing to use that prophetic gift to alleviate the pain and the suffering of other people. This year, let the past be the past. I'm telling you again, let this year be the, let the past be the past and do not seek to resurrect it again. Bury that which needs to be buried on every level of your life. Some of you need to do a prophetic act to put it in the ground and leave it there. Get busy living the year. 5778, seven, in spite of the outer world crumbling and the outer world falling apart. Deal with the matters of the heart. Deal with the matters of the heart. Relationships. Keep your emotions balanced as many issues will arise in dealing with relationships. You'll have great relationships and you're going to attract only those that have the heart of God as their priority. There will also be healing this year in strained relationships. There's also a season of the hearts of the parents being toward, turned towards their children and the hearts of the children being torn, to, turned towards their parents. Five, seven, seven, eight will usher new starts in business. 
in careers. Things that weren't moving and were stagnant will begin to move. The season is changing. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. There's great prosperity coming. Despite what is happening in the outer world. Many whose lives were uprooted and nearly destroyed by the circumstances during the past seven years will eventually see that these last seven years were actually the best thing that could have happened to them. Life will force many into a destiny and into careers that they did not even desire. Out of the debris and out of the ashes will arise lives filled with purpose, lives filled with passion. He makes all things new again. In 5778, many will answer the call to the ministry. Many will answer the call to the nations. People will leave their dream jobs. I see people just walking off their jobs saying, no, I've got to go. Due to the burden of Jesus and the gospel that's resting on them. Events of 5778, let me talk about a few of them. Two things will arouse people to seek God. There'll be an increase in natural disasters, violence, wars. But there will also be supernatural manifestations, not at the hand of prophets, but at the hand of believers. God's going to use you this year. Many have become like backslidden people of old, and they say things like this. They say, speak to us, smooth things, prophet. Tell us things we want to hear while we're living in rough and challenging times. Give me some sugar coating on the truth so I don't have to taste it or so I don't have to become relevant. Listen to what Amos says. Amos 3 and verse 8 says, The lion has roared. Who will not fear? Yahweh has spoken. Who cannot prophesy? Let me tell you something. The lion has roared. Who cannot prophesy? It's time. We should fear. We live in turbulent times. But I've got good news for you. Now is the season prophesy. Stand up. It won't be easy, but God is with you. Regarding political and social issues, Ayin Chet, Ayin Chet, see and live. The wisdom of God will be poured out as never before upon and through anyone who desires wisdom. In the book of James, he says, if you desire wisdom, ask and it will be given to you. He gives it freely and abradeth not. She, wisdom, is returning to earth to counter the ignorance and the arrogance, the violence and the hate. She's also bringing with her knowledge and understanding. Ayin Chet, see and live. The grace of God as sin and evil abound will give way Light will shine in the midst of gross darkness.
This gross darkness is going to move across nations like a storm cloud. And over this nation, over the next several years. But I have news for you. In the midst of darkness, there will come a light that nobody will be able to put out. Five, seven, seven, eight will be times of extreme opposites and division. For those who choose to live by what they see with their natural eyes and feel with human emotions, it will be very difficult for you this year. There will be more and more random acts of violence, extreme acts of violence. It will be like certain people are taken over by demons and they won't care. While others will want to be seen like they're martyrs. 5778 will be a time when there will be more family violence. It will come like an epidemic. Whole families gone. A cloud of darkness will seem to cover the land. And the minds of many will be darkened. But God has called you and I to be light. And he's called us to live in the light. Chet, grace must abound. Where the darkness and where the wickedness comes in like a flood, God always raises up his standard. 5778 will be a year of awe. Some of you are going to be just holding your breath to see what will happen next. Religion. In the church, Ain, judgment is coming around decisions and choices. Judgment has to begin in the house of God. 5778 will become the beginning of the extreme as you have never seen it before, manifesting from the pulpit. You're going to see things coming out of pulpits around the world that will shock you. Doctrinal error will be on steroids. People will say and teach things that are horrendous, evil that has not been dealt with, acknowledged or overcome, which has been latent in the hearts of men and women who profess to be representing and knowing him, shall be brought to the surface, spewing as a volcanic eruption. In the world, there will be a continuation of major earthquakes, an increase of natural disasters all around the world. Our prayers can and will be heard and will have an impact on these situations and can save lives if we'll pray. There will be massive storms, tsunamis, islands will vanish off the map, underwater earthquakes and volcanoes will call new islands, new lands to appear. All in all, this is a great year to be alive. This is a great year to be alive. There will be shifts in this year of Jubilee. Let me tell you something. That if I were to explain, try to explain them to you, you couldn't even believe what I was going to tell you. This is the time to remain vigilant. This is the time to seek first the kingdom of God. This is the time that if you'll do that, all things will be added to you. Welcome to the year. Welcome to the year of seeing and living life to its full. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.